Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hey, Johanna, thank you so much. And um, uh, wherever you are, whenever you're listening, welcome. Uh, I know how valuable your time is, and thank you for sharing a few minutes of it with us. Uh, we take that seriously, and uh, please let us know how we can do a better job uh, than we're doing. Uh, yeah, on YouTube this week, we talked about two topics. One is about um, routines which sounds like a yawner, right? Oh gosh, that, that's not important. Well, wait a minute, let's make sure about that. Um, and the other one, as uh, Johanna said, is beware the easy way. And I'll start there. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of science and physics and even human behavior stuff about taking the path of least resistance. You know, water always seeks its level and takes the path of least resistance. And um, human behavior is like that to a great degree as well. If we're being affirmed for something that we're doing, we tend to do more of it. If we're not affirmed for something that we're doing, um, if that affirmation is sporadic, sometimes we get it, sometimes we don't, um, we'll still do it, but less consistent, and if we are criticized for something that we do, we will tend to do less and less of it, uh, for the most part. There are exceptions, of course. But, spiritually, seeking the path of least resistance and taking the easy way can be the death knell of your best possible life. Absolutely. It, and that one factor, even if everything else is right, that one factor can hold you back your entire life. Why? Because we learn most from pain. We learn most from going through difficult things. Um, uh, one thing I was talking to one of my sons about last night is growing up, he's not had to work really hard. 
Um, he had to work really hard at school because he's dyslexic and stuff like I am. But as far as physical labor, he's not had to work really hard. And I went into his bedroom last night and I told him, the thing that's going to be hardest for you in your life is to learn to work hard every day. Um, and, and that's going to be the biggest difference in whether you're going to be successful in your life or not. You've got a great heart. You've got a wonderful mind. Um, you love people. People love you. You've got all kinds of wonderful giftings and talents and abilities. But you have to learn to work hard and not always seek the path of least resistance if you're going to have your best life. The problem is most of us don't do that. Most of us do seek the path of least resistance. Now, if you've heard me very much, you know other names that I call that, which, which is uh, some of them are seek pleasure and avoid pain, okay? Um, instant gratification versus delayed gratification, etc. But the, the big issue here is expectation. You know what? If you're expecting... Uh, how, how can I put this? I've been searching for an analogy for this. Um, it, I grew up in sports. If, you're, if you go into a game against the number one team in any sport, and you're the worst team in that sport, okay, which I've done a few times, and they're supposed to beat you 45 to nothing, you know, everybody thinks they're just going to demolish you, okay? Well, if, if you go into that game, and that's what you've heard, and that's what you believe, and they end up winning 45 to 44, I've been in that locker room. And that is not a bummed locker room because we lost. Yeah, there's a little disappointment there. But really, that's an upbeat, positive locker room. Hey, man, we almost beat the very best team. We're, we're better than we thought. We, we might have a great year here. This is, this is really good, okay? On the other hand, if they go into the game expecting to win 45 to nothing, and they win 45-44, that's not going to be a real jubilant locker room. They're going to be glad they won, but it's going to be more like, whew, boy, that was close. Man, we stunk. That never should have been that close. Okay? So your expectation can absolutely determine your experience in almost any circumstance. And the mistake people make is expecting a easy, good positive, what they want outcome. Okay, now, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with it is, according to great research at Harvard, it puts you into physiological stress, which is where negative thoughts, negative emotions, illness, and disease come from, all right? On the other hand, if you, ex if you suspend expectation and say, you know what? I'm just going to go into this game, and we may win, we may lose, but I'm going to play my rear end off until the whistle blows the best I possibly can, and whatever happens, happens. Now, that is the way to go into that game. That is the way to go into a relationship. That is the way to go into a new day. 
all right? So the very attitude of looking for the easy way and if something doesn't go the way you wanted it to go and you experience something in the anger family, that is proof that you had an expectation about that thing that you should not have had and it's hurting your health, it's hurting your your mind, will, and emotions, it's hurting your actions and behaviors, it is, it is keeping you back from your best life, health, relationships, etc. So, one of the best things you can ever, ever, ever do in your life is to stop expecting or looking for the easy way. In fact, when you get to that cross in the road and one way looks easy and one way looks hard, one of the best things to me you can start doing is take a good long look at the hard way and consider that one big time. Because most likely there's lots of hidden blessings and treasures over there that you can't see until you get in there, experience that, stick with it, push through the pain of change, and get to the other side. All right? So beware the easy road. Suspend expectation in almost everything. And consider the hard way. Starting now. Okay. The other one about routines was really fascinating to me. Really, really. I mean, I wasn't even going to talk about this because I thought it was kind of a yawner too. And then it came across my attention and I started digging a little bit. Uh, a wonderful research study looked at every, I guess you would say, certified genius that they could find in every time period of history. Okay? They were looking for a common thread. They found one. Know what it was? All, every successful genius they could find in every time period in history had routines that when their life was examined directly led to their genius end results in life. And, and the geniuses that did not have routines did not succeed the way the ones that had the routines did. All right. But please watch the YouTube um, teaching because it's, you, you can't just start any routine any way. That probably won't work. And it's probably why you're not doing it now if you're not is because you tried to do routines before and it didn't work. There's a certain way to do it so that it works, all right? Um, I've seen one other uh, set of studies and research similar to this, and it was fascinating to me, and I did this one about 10 years ago, this, this research. They, they looked at every world changer in history in every time period. This is a different group, but great research looking for a common thread. You know what they found? They found one common thread. It was not routines. It was belief and trust. 
every world changer, trusted people naturally, easily, and, and had a positive, truthful-based belief system. Every one of them. Abraham Lincoln, Jesus, Gandhi, Martin Luther King, every single one that they studied. So if you put those together, if you believe in what is true, what is right, what is love-based, what is positive, if you believe in that, which you should if you bother to, uh, to, to take the time to examine the things, because that's love is always the one that's, that's true and, and, and that wins in the end. I mean, Gandhi said that a long time ago. He said, think about it. Love and truth always win. This is a quote by Gandhi. For a time, it may seem that dictators and tyrants succeed with their harsh, harshness and cruelty and selfishness, but in the end, they always fall, and love and truth always triumph. So if you put those two bodies of studies together, believing the truth, believing in love, committing to that, and setting up routines in your life, positive routines that take you to your best possible outcomes in life is a, is a combination that is hard, hard, hard to beat. In fact, if you do those two things, if you change those two things in your life and nothing else, it's my experience, your life will get better and better and better and better, starting immediately, as soon as you change those two things. Um, the definition of routines was interesting, and I don't have it memorized, and I don't have it in front of me right here, but it was uh, basically a, uh, uh, a set of actions and behaviors that is a regular occurrence and takes little to no thought. Uh, some of you are probably familiar that uh, Einstein wore the same clothes every single day. He said, one less thing to think about. I can use that mental energy on something else. Steve Jobs wore the same clothes every day, kind of modeling after Einstein. That, that, that's sort of a I don't know that that's any big life-changing thing, wearing the same clothes, but, but setting up routines for success, happiness, health, to reach, uh, to use your giftings to their maximum, uh, I don't know that the average person can do that even without setting up routines that work. So positive love-based, gifting-based routines that you stick to and believing and trusting in the truth and love, um, life-changing. So that's it for me, Johanna, if anyone has a comment or question. All right, so if you have a comment or question, please raise your hand if you're on the phone. Star 2 is going to raise your hand. And if you are online, you can... Um, in your question or comment, and I'll read it to Alex. So we have one hand up, Alex, and I think this is Marilyn. All right. I need something. Hey, Marilyn. Hello. 
Diana. Um, yeah, thank you for your answer last week. Um, very, very helpful. And it kind of uh, leads into my question this week. Because I have a friend I talk to about these things, and they're not, they don't like the idea of we actually are going into more pain, that, that by choosing to do the right thing, it, it creates more pain. And the answer last week, uh, which was about repenting, um, it was a change of perspective. That's all it was. Um, what you said gave me a whole different perspective. And I wonder whether we have a wrong perspective of pain because, take for instance, the fact that if you choose not to um, look for something present now and wait for something, it's not like a, oh my God, my life is so painful. It's just, if it's, you know, we just wait a little bit longer for something, which is much better. And I'm just, that's what I'm asking. Do we have a wrong perception of pain when we are choosing to go the high road rather than the long, low road? Yeah, Marilyn, I think you're reading my mind because uh, at least right now, I mean, I never know until about 30 minutes before. But at least right now, that, that's kind of what I'm planning to talk about this week, is that I believe most of us do have a wrong perception of pain. I know I certainly did. I mean, if I'd been 20 years old hearing someone say what I say now about pain, uh, man, I'd probably turn the channel real quick. But the truth is, truth is that um, pain is going to find you, okay? I have never in my life to this point gone looking for pain. Oh, oh, I need to grow some. I need some pain. No way, man. I mean, that's pain for pain's sake, which is fear-based, okay? Uh, pain will find you. you. You don't have to look for it at all. In fact, whether you go the high road or the low road, whether you live predominantly in love or predominantly in fear, you're going to experience pain either way. All right, and um, the and and the way I've said it in the past is that the difference is on the love path, the pain is meaningful. On the um, on the fear path, it's meaningless. But I, I think I need a better way to explain that. And and but I'm not sure of the words because. I can tell you for me, and a lot of clients that I've worked with, have I've talked with, and they've struggled to actually put it into words either. But in a weird way for me now, pain is pleasurable in a sense. It's not pleasurable like eating when I'm really hungry. It's not pleasurable like using the restroom when I really need to go. It's not pleasurable like some other things. But it is pleasurable because I know, I know, I don't think, I know that if I deal with this, if I don't run away from it, if I don't try to just, you know, get angry and beat it up, you know, fight or flee, if I don't do that, if I, if I stand straight up, address it face-to-face, -face, maybe even embrace it and say, okay, how are Payne and I supposed to do this one? And 
and, and God help me, you know. I, I always pray, God, please help me learn what I need to learn here or this to do what it needs to do in my life or, or whatever. But in the middle of the pain, even if it's excruciating, I also have a knowledge that I'm going to come out of this higher than I was before which means a happier life, better relationships, maybe making more money, being healthier physically, etc. So, yes, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, what, you can't just think of pain the way you did when you were six years old and skinned your knee, and it's just horribly excruciating and terrible for 15 minutes. And No, 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 no. Uh, th this, is, this is adult pain. This is spiritual pain, and dealing with it rightly always takes you to a better place in your life than you were before the pain. And so, once you have that happen 5, 10, 15, 20, 50 times, you know it's going to happen. And so, even though you're hurting, you're also grateful and thankful and you know, I'm going to be better for this. You don't think it, you know it. You don't know how necessarily, but you know you will be. And so, yeah, that is a great point, Marilyn. Thank you. I look forward to uh, next week's video. Um, just one other thing, tomorrow is the all-access call. Are we good to be in our later analysis callers? We are not. Um, I did a survey, and every person I talked to said, now, if it's, if it's any time other than right around lunchtime, I can't come. And, and now they haven't been coming. That's my problem. But several of them said they're going to start coming. Several said, oh, I didn't even know you were doing that. But I'll start coming, but I can't come any time other than lunchtime. So we're going to leave it there for now, and I'm, I'm sorry about that. We're trying to, but, but keep talking about it. Maybe we'll change it next month. If no, one else start, if no one else comes, then I think for sure we'll probably change it, but we'll see. Okay. All right. Hi, right. thanks, Carolyn. Okay, we have another hand up, Alex, and this person is from Ontario. Hello. This is Jim. Hey, Jim. How you doing? Uh, a little bit uh, concerned. Okay. Uh, What's up? Well, actually, you spoke to my wife, Lori, a mm -hmm. couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was saying that even though she was following a routine of trilogies and stuff, things are not improving. Uh huh. And uh, you suggested that maybe the biological approach would be uh, appropriate. And um, so yesterday, they took her by ambulance to the hospital. Wait, wait a minute. What do you mean by the biological approach, Jim? Uh, not strictly with uh, energy approaches and the trilogies, but to uh, attack the problem uh, physically, biologically. Um, what what did she what did she do that with biologically? Because because 
you know, Trilogy and the codes are pretty much what we do. Yeah. What What was the biological that she that she used? Uh, well, no, she's just starting it now by going to a hospital. Oh, okay, okay. So, so checking out the bio. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I always tell people that, Jim. If you're having all these symptoms, yeah. Go, go get them checked out. Go have the tests. Let the doctors... Now, don't necessarily do the treatment they tell you. That's another matter. But at least go and see what's going on. Okay, I, I think I'm up with you now. Go ahead. So they took her to the hospital. Yeah. And uh, right now, that is causing her some frustration and stuff because uh, they've done a few tests and the things that they're doing... Are actually just making it worse a lot more pain for her to go through um, and we've even been telling them that yeah we've tried that before it causes no problems and right now she's feeling very helpless and frustrated especially with the COVID rules in the hospitals here There's yeah any support at all um, I can talk to her on the phone but that's about it to emotionally support her yeah. Well, Jim, I cannot go against a doctor's um, against a doctor's order, so I'm not even going to try to do that. But I always believe when you're having symptoms, go get them checked out. And probably 50% of the time, they don't find anything. And to me, that's always been a good thing. And people have thanked me for that over and over and over. They, they've said, even though they didn't find anything, I'm so relieved because they didn't find anything. And that's what I was terrified of. Um, so if, I, if that was bad advice, I apologize, but I'd give that same advice today if I was asked again. Go, go have tests done and see if they can find something. Then at least you know what you're dealing with. But if, I'm very sorry for her suffering. Okay. Well, please. Yeah, and Johanna can give her that. Okay. Okay. And and Jim, please tell her I'm I'm gonna pray for her starting today about this. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Jim. Johanna. Oh, oh, I've got to go in three minutes. Okay, well, there's no other hands up. Aha. Uh -huh. so I can go ahead and uh, connect with Jim about that. Okay, love you, everybody. Have a wonderful week. And please, start those positive, healthy routines. Um, it, it, it can really be life-changing. And consider the hard way instead of the easy way. There's almost always a hidden blessing there. Love you, everybody. Love you, Johanna. Bye-bye. Okay, God bless you.